Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSez. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer, and uh, let's go over the new rules. <laughs> let's start out at the very top. Um, for the last several months, we've, we, we haven't done much with the podcast. We haven't done much with the website, and that's been primarily due to me working in Nevada with Tom Heck trying to get him elected governor. That was unsuccessful. Um, we've learned a lot of lessons in that process and now have moved forward to to launch Kramer Says as what we really wanted it to be over a year ago. And we think it's going to be a big service going into the 2022 elections, the fall elections here, um, if we have them. We'll get into that later. Um, the issue that we have here uh, at Kramer Says is that um, it, we blew up uh, we've had a lot of attention uh, thrust on us, and uh, I'm one of those guys that I don't like to, I don't like to do things half-assed, and that's what I felt like we were doing. So I just told everybody to stop, and that we would, we would regroup, and that's what we've done. So now we're coming back together uh, with a brand new show. Uh, our, our new content will be daily. Uh, it will range. Uh, the daily quick hits will be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, somewhere in that ballpark. Today's the first one. This is the first episode of a Kramer Says Quick Hit. And today we'll be going over some things that uh, found in the last 24 to 48 hours that we found interesting and that we wanted to bring to your attention. That's what the daily show will be like. Now, the long-term version or vision of what we're wanting Kramer Says to be is to be a news outlet. Uh, we'll be getting into that more. Uh, we think that uh, citizen journalists are much more aligned with what's going on in this country than the mainstream media. Uh, what we saw happen with the, um, I'm trying to remember the sheriff, where was that? The, the, the sheriff went after a citizen journalist and said that they weren't a real journalist because they didn't work with an accredited group of people. Well, the First Amendment doesn't say that you have to be accredited. It doesn't say you have to have a media pass. It doesn't say that you have to be a part of an organization. You just have to be reporting on it. A journalist. You don't have to belong to anybody or anything to be in those meetings. They want you to believe that you do, but you don't. As a citizen, you have the right. That's exactly what those are, are for. They're press briefings, for the, the, for, not for the press. They're for the people. It's for the sheriff or whoever else to be able to tell the people, here's what's going on. Or here's the lies I want to tell you today. It's time that citizen journalists step up. And that's what we're looking for. Kramer says is looking to, to, to bring people together as opposed to pushing them apart. If you've seen my content on social media, I never address people other than politicians or people in the media, people that are celebrities or, or athletes or whatever. Anyone who's made news, that's who we talk about. But we don't go after individual people uh, or the families of people that we don't like or the children of people that we don't like or the, that we disagree with. We don't do that. So we want to be a news outlet. We want to be able to be a news outlet that people can trust. And when they come to it and they look, look at the information, they can make their own mind up. They get to determine whether we're telling the truth or telling a lie or are we pushing a narrative or an ideology. They have that freedom. Right now, in this country, you don't have that freedom. We have one side of the news on everything. Even Fox will not cover 2,000 mules. We know that the election was stolen. We know that it happened. We saw it in real time. The evidence is there. But still, we get this kind of bullshit from leaders from around the world saying, no, you can't, you can't trust what those people are saying. They're conspiracy theorists. Here's just one old hag speaking out of, speaking out of her ass about this situation, and you'll know who she is immediately. And we must reject the big lie about the 2020 election and the cover-up of the insurrection of last January 6th. 
Really? A cover-up? Where's the cover-up? They're holding goddamn trials right now. They're doing public hearings on January 6th. Meanwhile, there are men, over 50, if 50 American citizens, sitting in a jail cell right now, having not had charges or a trial against them. That's unconstitutional. How those men are being, being um, handled and how those men are being treated, being beaten, food withheld, watered down in their cell, treated like a third world prisoner, po- political prisoner, I might add. And it's happening in our own country. She continues. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense. Okay. And where does the culture war come from? I'm not doing it. Are you doing it? Are you trying to force people to call you by a certain name or a certain pronoun? It doesn't come from the right. This is what's called projection. Everything that she's saying right here, everything that she's saying, every word coming out of her mouth is exactly what they're doing. It's what Sol Alinsky taught her, to, taught her to do in the 40s. Well, he wrote the book in the 40s. She read it in the 60s. She wrote her dissertation on Sol Alinsky, Rules for Radicals. This is exactly what he says to do. Blame the others for what you intend to do. And where did he get that idea from? Goebbels. That's right. Hitler's little PR buddy. Goebbels did that for her. He taught her that. And where did he get it from? Or where did, where, where did Goebbels, uh, who did he teach it to as well, who learned that lesson? Saul Alinsky. Everything that you're seeing today in this country, all of the censorship, uh, all of the, uh, the suppression of, of speech and movement and so on, is exactly what the Nazis did in 19, the ni- late 1930s against the Jews of Germany, against the uh, gypsies of Germany against anybody who wasn't what they wanted. And we're having the exact same thing happen today. Now, they don't think that it has anything to do with Hitler. They don't think that it has anything to do with Nazism. No, we're trying to make the world a better place. Let me, let me, let me preface this. Let me, let me set this up. The dude who's running all of this has the thickest German fucking accent I've ever heard in my life. He sounds like a goddamn James Bond villain. Klaus Schwab. Let me tell you how we will make the world a better place. That's the guy that's running the planet, a goddamn James Bond villain. And we're supposed to pay attention to him? He doesn't care about the Constitution. He doesn't care about your rights. He doesn't care about the American experiment and freedom. He doesn't care. He wants control of the planet. And we've got politicians in this country right now that are saying, well, that's fine. Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. And she's one of them. Hillary continues. Or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. (laughs) Fox or Facebook. Fox or Facebook is what's changing the planet. Not the actions of the Democrats and the globalists. No, it's Fox News. Let me me put this into context for you. Fox News is part of the global media complex. They are not an independent group that you can believe and trust in. Why? Because they're owned by globalists. They're managed by globalists. The people that are on the air are globalists. Now, there may be some exceptions to that rule. I'm sure there are. But at the end of the day, the people that you're getting your news from have an agenda. They're carrying water for somebody. They have a narrative that they want you to believe in. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the news. They want to, they want to guide you and, and, and push you into the ways that they want you to react. That's what the news is. That's what the media is. I can say that because I came from that world. I know how they think. I know how they promote. That's why I'm really good at what I do. Because I know the same rules that apply. I know how to utilize those rules to, 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 to make my narrative, my ideology, stand out above all the others. 
I know how to do that. They do too. But what makes people like myself dangerous is that we see the, the, we see the game they're playing. We see the tools they're utilizing. We can see the path that they're taking. Do you? If you don't, that's why we're necessary. Because we're the, we're the canaries in the coal mine telling you, here's what they plan to do to you. Here's how they plan to change your life. Here are the freedoms they intend to take away from you. Meanwhile, bitches like Hillary here are turning around and, and, and saying exactly what they're going to do, but blaming it, blaming it on the right. Time and time again, they've used this tactic. Saul Alinsky really ingrained it into her head that that's the way that you get ahead. You say that somebody else is the enemy. They're trying to take your rights. Meanwhile, while they're taking your rights, it's called projection. She's a, she's a, Hillary is a, <laughs> she's awesome at it. If she's good at anything, that's what it is. Sucking dick may not be it, right? Her husband has to go elsewhere to get that. But, but being a two-time, two-faced bitch, she's got that one nailed down. She continues. Wait, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you <laughs> might have noticed. There's a reason for that, Hillary. You're a crook. It's funny. The more trouble Trump gets into, the... Trump's not in trouble. You see, the trumped-up charges that the left have made against him have fallen time and time and time again. He's in trouble, and everybody laughs that he's the problem, that he's the, he's the, he's the, the cause of all your pain in this country, what Trump did. You remember Trump, right? Record employment, record unemployment numbers, the lowest they'd ever seen in 40, 50 years. Employment for everyone, not just white people. No, everyone. Equality. The highest employment among the black and Hispanic communities in ages. Well, in fact, in recorded history, highest unemployment or high, highest employment. I, I correct myself there. Highest employment in black and Hispanic communities in, in, in the, the history of recording employment for those communities under Trump. Lowest gas prices. Biggest gains in, in businesses. We saw quarter after quarter after quarter of new businesses being formed under Trump. Meanwhile, it's, it's, it's his fault. It's Trump's fault. You see, it's projection again. Every time it projects back to somebody else, she's never culpable. The Democrats are never culpable for anything that they've done. Anything. It's Trump's fault. Trump must have made her wipe her emails clean with a rag. Trump must have done that, right? Trump must have made her uh, lie and, and, and form and pay for the Steele dossier. Trump did that. Trump made her go to the media, her, her, her attorneys go to the media and give false allegations. Trump must have done that, right? She did it. She did it. And now she's blaming him for what she did. She's blaming him for what she did again. The cunt continues. Wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me. See? There's no conspiracy theory about you. There's no theory. We have fact. We know what you did. Robbie Mook has already told us what you did. He took to the stand and under perjury, under, uh, under threat of perjury, he testified that you are the one that approved the Russia, 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 Steelgate bullshit that started a four-year tirade in this country from the media against a man who did nothing. Well, 56 of your friends have committed suicide for one reason or another. I don't know anybody who's got anybody in there. I don't know anyone who knows anyone who, who has 56 different, <laughs> 56 different people who have committed suicide in their lives. 
And I know, I know tens of thousands of people because of what I do. Yeah. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. That's Hillary Clinton. She talks about how um, the country, our democracy is at risk if, if President Trump comes back. That it's at risk. Do you think, do you think our democracy is at risk right now? Do you think that, do you think our nation can withstand an attack right now? Do you think that we have leadership in the White House and not even the White House, but in the Senate and Congress that could deal with an international threat against the United States? Do you think they'd stand up to it? I don't think they would. I think they're all a bunch of chicken shits. And I think that they're trying to find the best way for them to land with a golden parachute. What do you think? You think that they're working for you? You think that they're, they're doing what they need to do to, to make your life better? No, they're working for themselves. That's, that's the big... <laughs> there's very few people in politics that are actually, actually working for the people. Have you realized that yet? Have you realized that they always work for themselves and their families first? Well, everybody does that if you think about it, right? That's why I, that's how I realized they weren't working for me. They were working for them. We all work for our families first, everybody. We do what's in our best interest first, what's in our best interest first. And then we go to everybody else and we help them. That's the way it, work, that's, that's the way it works. You, you generally deal in your own self-interest first. And then, and then you do work for other people. So when you get a job, you want to get the, the, the most pay you can get for the least about, amount of hours worked. So if a boss came to you and said, listen, we're going to pay you the same amount for 40, 40 hours, but you only have to work 10. Would you take that job? Well, of course you would take that job. That's in your best interest to do that. That gives you 30 other hours to either do whatever the fuck you want to do, or you can go and get another job. And maybe that boss will do the same thing. Not likely, but it could happen. My point is this. You act in your own best interest. If you don't think that our politicians are doing the exact same thing on a daily basis, then you're being childishly naive. You want more evidence? We have more evidence. John Solomon of Just the News is talking to Sean Hannity about new documents that were released after Trump declassified them on the last day that he was in office. Listen to this. It is what is the headline you're getting out of this and why is this document important? What does it tell us? Well, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, declassified this document just before he left office. I obtained it. It's the tasking orders. It's the FBI sitting with an informant telling him, this is how we want you to spy on the Trump campaign. Here's a scenario. Here's our goal. If you don't get something from Carter Page, move on to Mike Flynn. If you don't get something from Mike Flynn, move on to George Papadopoulos. Every reporter that sits here and looks into the camera and says, there was no spying, just read this document. Every person I've sent it to is, is this a spy document? And they say, absolutely. It's the roadmap for surveillance. So spying didn't occur. Let's just throw that one out the window. So we want to throw that one out the window. That that Trump was spied on. I've been talking about this for months. As soon as this was announced, I've been on it every fucking day since it was announced, making at least one video or saying it to somebody that the, the, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the deep state, the CIA and the FBI, who the fuck knows who it was because they won't divulge who it was, but we know for sure that they spied on the Trump campaign and then they continue to spy on Trump as president with inside the walls of the White House. That should piss you off. That should piss off every goddamn American in this country. Not just Republicans. Not just independents who are, hey, I, I may vote Republican this year. No, everybody. Everybody in this country. What they did and what they've allowed to happen is unconstitutional. Not only is it illegal, it's unconstitutional. 
Those people, they, they, they gave an oath that they would not only abide by it, but they would protect it. And they're not doing that. They're not abiding by the Constitution. They're not abiding by the laws. They think they set above the laws. That's why it's so easy for them to go talk to the WEF and say, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll give you sovereignty over the United States. Sure, just give us a billion dollars and, and we'll let you do it. That's what's, that's what's at play right now in this country. John Solomon continues. But these documents that Donald Trump declassified, uh, aren't they the tasking orders for FBI informant Stefan Halper to infiltrate? The Trump campaign? Is that your interpretation Absolutely. of this? It's actually what they say. They say it flat out, what, they, what his job is to do. Get inside the Trump campaign and find out if they're colluding with Russia. Start with Carter Page, move on to Mike Flynn if you can get to him or Paul Manafort, and end up with George Papadopoulos. By the way, he then goes on to make recordings under the FBI supervision of people like Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, and they show that they're innocent. And now, did you hear that? Let's let's go back and hear that one more time. They made recordings of these men and they knew that they were innocent. They show that they're innocent. And there you go. They show that they're innocent. Doesn't matter. Hillary, Obama, Biden, the rest of them. Jen Psaki has been dragging these names through the mud. These men did nothing. These American citizens did nothing. And if you're going, well, that doesn't matter. If it can happen to them, it can just as easily happen to you. Maybe not at the federal level. Let's say at the local level. You get accused of a crime. Do you think that you're going to get a clean hearing? You're not. How do I know? Because it's rigged. How do I know it's rigged? Because, because I've sat in the rooms where it's been rigged before. I've been part of that process. Let me tell you a, a story about a, a gentleman here in the city of Indianapolis, a well-known um, black entrepreneur, very rich, uh, bi billionaire, um, had done very well for himself. And he was accused of molesting a five-year-old boy. Our group, my company, got called in to help disprove that point. Uh, I didn't know what we were getting involved with initially, uh, but I came in and we had a conversation, met with the attorney, met with a client, and they told us what the story was, and we worked out a way to see if it was possible to prove that he didn't do what was being claimed that he did. We worked that out. We found a way to make that happen. Um, we used 3D technology to showcase that the story couldn't be true from what the witness had said they saw. Um, it was impossible to see what they said they saw from their, their vantage point. Could not do it. We thought that was it, that we would just present that and we'd be done. But the, we were called in on the following Monday to present not just that information uh, to the client and to the, to, the, to the attorney, but we would sit down with the assistant prosecuting attorney and the DA, the district attorney of Marion County, Indiana. And we would sit down with those two gentlemen and we would present our case for this billionaire and showcase that in court we could show that the girl who testified that she had seen this man molest her five-year-old brother, that that was impossible because she would have had to be nine feet tall and three feet into a, a, the wall, past the wall, in a wall, uh, to be able to see what she saw. Now, we proved that her testimony fell apart. Now, here's the interesting part. We were sitting there with this attorney, the DA, and the assistant DA in that office not a jury, not a judge. And those men made up their mind that they were not going to prosecute this billionaire for molesting a five-year-old child. Now, I don't believe that he did it. The girl had a history of making up stuff, so I don't believe that he did it. But what it shows you is, is that it's not about race in this country. It's about money and power. Because you're, you've been led to believe that that man has no right to, to, uh, to justice because of his skin color. 
He can't get justice. You can get anything in this country as long as you've got green. And that's exactly what happened. That's what I learned. It opened my eyes. That all you have to be is wealthy. And if you're wealthy, you can get anything you want. Because if you had been accused of molesting a five-year-old child, you would not have been given the opportunity to sit down in front of the DA and present your case and say, listen, this is what you've got to beat in court. Can you do that? No, you'd be sitting in a jail cell waiting for your indictment to come down the pike. That's what you'd be waiting for. And that right there should be the takeaway for every American, that the system isn't fair. There is one document, though, one piece of paper that makes it fair for everyone that says we're all equal, equal under the eyes of the law, the Constitution, and the very people that are claiming that Republicans are a threat to our democracy are the ones trying to break apart anything that has to do with that piece of paper. Again, it's projection. Now, you would think that Democrats would, would stand behind Hillary and say, you know, you're right, Hillary. They've been after you for 40 years, but that's not the case. A new poll shows that 66% of Democrats want the Clintons fully investigated because they know, like the rest of America, in fact, the rest of the world, that the Clintons have been corrupt for 40 years. For 40 years, we've known it. Haven't been able to catch them. They've been good. They've been slick. But you don't get 56 people in your, your immediate circle to commit suicide if you're on the up and up. It just doesn't happen. Not at that, not at that level. It just doesn't happen. And that's why it's important to keep their feet to the fire, because eventually they're going to screw up. Rick Grinnell was on the Rob Schmidt Tonight Show on Newsmax, where he was talking about the new poll that shows that 66% of Democrats want the Clintons fully investigated. Rick, an amazing story. The media ignoring this or spinning it as asinine. I'm, I'm always just so shocked by how blatantly corrupt the media can behave. And, and they don't even care who knows it anymore, it seems like. Look, I'm not going to care what the media says as long as I see indictments, right? We want to see people indicted so that this never happens again. Now, think about this, Rob. We know now that the Democrats paid for by Hillary Clinton, the Democrats spied on President, on candidate Trump and President Trump. This is an unbelievable situation, and, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say... Now, before he goes on, I want to interrupt here. I want you to play, pay close attention to what he's about to say next. It, it makes common sense. You should think about it this way, but the media isn't looking at it this way. They're saying it was impossible, that it couldn't happen because, well, the Clintons weren't in the White House when all this went down. How could they spy on Trump? Rick Grinnell explains exactly how it happened. There's no possible way that they were able to spy on President Trump, the executive office of the president, and all of his uh, team inside the office. There's no possible way you can break into the White House servers without having inside intelligence inside officers, office. U.S. officials helping you. Listen to that. Let's go back and say that one more time. What did he say? How do you do it? You only do it one way. Treason. Intelligence officers, U.S. officials helping you. There is no possible way. I want to know who knew about this, who helped at the NSA, at the CIA, and we need to hold people to account. This is not a story in Washington, D.C. It's a very big story in the rest of America. Exactly. It is a big story. Exactly. And that's what we've got to look at as Americans. 
Stop letting the media drive what the narrative is. Stop letting the politicians drive what the story is. Stop letting the powers that be, the politically elite, decide what you get on a daily basis as far as news. They determine what you see. The, 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 the news stories, they get squashed because somebody makes a call. You don't think it happens? I've been in the room when it happens. I've been a part of it. I was on a radio program in, uh, in Indianapolis on WIBC um, back during the, the heights of the pandemic, and I went up against Eric Holcomb, who's the governor of Indiana. Now, let me, let me say this out loud. I handled, my company handled all the production, all the media for the Republicans in the state of Indiana. I made hundreds of thousands of dollars every cycle, gave it up, because what the governor was doing was wrong. And Eric Holcomb and his group, they punished me for that. They fired me from that job, the job that I'd had for 14 years. They fired me. Why? Because I was a threat to their power structure. Because I was calling them out for their unconstitutional actions. What they were doing was illegal. They shut down the state. You don't have the right to shut down the state. You don't have the right to come in and tell me to shut down my business. Month after month after month after month. Eric Holcomb just ended up in Davos. If you don't think that your local politicians are part of this globalist initiative, you're being childishly naive. Yes, I've said it twice in this show. You're being childishly naive. The people who control your life are talking to people who want to control your life. They want one person, Klaus Schwab at the top. If you don't see this for what it is, you're not making a better planet. You're taking away people's freedoms and their hope and their desire to, to produce more for their family. They will work harder for themselves than they'll ever work for anybody else. How do I know? I have employees. That's how I know. People will work harder for themselves than they'll ever work for anybody else. Yep. They continue. And, and I, I, will it take until potentially November? It's looking pretty good for Republicans to get to the House back. Will it take until then for, for action to occur in the wake of this report? Well, let's remember that Durham is on a slow, judicious, thorough investigation. And so I'm frustrated, just like everybody else. I wanted to see. By the way, let me break in. Uh, what Rick Grinnell is saying is true. But more important, people thinking that the November elections are going to happen and go off without a hitch, again, are being childishly naive. Let me, let me put this in a context that you'll understand. The powers that be broke a bunch of laws they violated your constitutional rights, and now they're going to be investigated for th those actions. Think about that. Do you think that they're going to allow themselves to be investigated? Or do you think that they'll do everything that they can to protect themselves, to protect them and their families? Well, we've already discussed that. They are going to work in their own self-interest first before they ever work for you. Before they ever do anything for you, they're going to work in their own self-interest. So do you think that they'll allow the elections to happen? If the elections mean that they could potentially lose their power, number one, and number two, go to jail, or even worse, be executed for treason, do you think that they're going to allow that to happen? They will not allow that to happen. They will not. So hoping for the fall elections to save us and put the Republicans in power, that's, th that's step one. Then we've got to hold these motherfuckers' feet to the fire. If it happens, if the elections go through, then we need to be in D.C. We need to talk to our Republican politicians and walk in there and tell them this is what we want as the American people. And we won't accept anything else. That's what we need to do. And if you don't see that, if you don't see that, again, you're being childishly, childishly naive. They're going to get into power. I don't care who they are. 
Eventually, they're going to start working in their own self-interest. That's what happens every time. That's why these career politicians are worthless. Even if they went in with the best of intentions, it's how they end. They've become multimillionaires. They're flying from coast to coast, going from party to party. How do I know? I've been in the parties. I've been in the planes. I've been part of that process. It's sickening. It's un-American. And it's unconstitutional across the board, what they're doing to the American people. Grinnell continues. Uh, Durham, speed this up. I wanted to see him get to the truth faster, get yeah. to indictments faster. I can tell you as acting director of national intelligence, this whole Russia thing was, was a hoax. What people said under oath was different what, than what they were saying uh, on television. And that only works in Washington, D.C. So yep. we need Durham to be successful and we need Congress to do its job. And I think your point of they're not going to do their job until uh, they come back in, they win in November and possibly in January or February of the following year. So, And by then it's too late. It's too late. If you allow the Democrats to stay in power in the lame duck session, they will burn this fucking country to the ground. We've already seen it happen. They know what's going to happen. So my, my prediction is that the fall elections, the general election this fall in November will not happen. Now, I'm not alone. Andrew Dowd says the same thing. Naomi Wolf says the same thing. Uh, there's several other politicians that are saying the exact same thing, that they can see the rig already in motion. We've got to do something about it, people. You've got to raise your voice now. You can't just stand around and say, um, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. I'm doing what I can. I'm, I'm, I'm forming a, a local group here in Indiana. You can do the same thing where you live. You know, leaders, everybody thinks that leaders is somebody that somebody follows. That's not the way that leadership works. You don't understand it yet. Leadership is a person who does what they're going to do because it's the right thing to do. And because they stand and they do not cower and because they do the right thing continually, people fall in behind them because they idolize that thinking. They want to be that person. Well, you can be that person. All you have to do is stand. Raise your voice and not cower when the, when the trolls and the, the uh, social justice warriors and, and the liberals come after you and attack you. When, you're, when they're trying to cancel you, you stand strong. And that, that is the only way we take back our country. One at a time. Everyone becoming a leader. That's how it happens. You don't have to be a leader. Leaders aren't made. They're not born. They're created in the moment. Be a leader. Stand up in your community. Be the voice. Don't be silenced. Don't allow yourself to be silenced and know your constitutional rights. And if you get arrested for standing up for your constitutional rights, then sue the fuck out of all of them. Make them pay for what they've done. That's how we do it. I fear that the hyperbole and the elections and all of that aren't going to be, be enough, though. We're going to see kinetic action in this country this year. This summer, they're going to release the hounds. They have to. You're going to see Antifa and Black Lives Matter take to the streets again. They need an excuse as to why they, they need to hold us down. And the conservatives aren't going to step forward until their rights are, st until they're really, really uh, pushed. And, and <laughs> here's what's funny about that. Think about this. And I'll wrap up with this. The reason conservatives have held back for so long is because we know that when that monster is unleashed... There's no putting, putting it back in the bottle. 
Pandora's box is opened and the violence spews over. There's no stopping it until it's done. Until the mission has been completed. That's what I fear most. That will be in response, though, to the left taking to the streets and burning our, burning our buildings, burning our businesses, and trying to destroy communities. Just like they did in 2020. They will use the exact same playbook because it's worked for them before. This is the time that we stand. We do not allow our buildings to be burned. If the police will not stand up, then we'll force them to stand down. It's our right. You see, this isn't calling for, I'm not calling for insurrection. I'm not calling, it's our right. It's in the constitution. It's a piece of paper that says we have the right to do what I'm talking about. They do not have unlimited authority over us. They only have a limit. They only have limited authority that we give them. That's it. They do not have authority. It is not unending. It's at our pleasure. There's a process for that. Now, they, we haven't had people in this country, with the exception of uh, a couple of incidences in the last 40, 50, well, 100 years, be dragged out of office and run out of, ra- uh, run out of town on a rail. That hasn't happened in a long time. But it happened in the 1940s in, in Tennessee. I think it was in Tennessee, where a corrupt sheriff was pulled out of his office. There was a firefight between the sheriff and local men who just returned from World War II. It's happened in this country before. It'll happen again. I wrap it up. That wraps up the uh, the very first. Uh, let's see, how did we do? 33 minutes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we did 33 minutes today. We'll do that again tomorrow. Something along those lines. We will have the same kind of conversation tomorrow and post. Hopefully you like this. If you do, let me know and uh, in the comments and so on and what we can do better and what kind of information you would like, what kind of things that you would like to be investigated. Uh, Kramer says it's changing. We've got new content coming. And Kramer says TV is just around the corner. We'll let you know more about that uh, in the coming weeks. With that being said, I bid you adieu and I'll see you tomorrow. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.